So I want to talk to you about something. I want to paint a picture, create a scenario. Let's imagine there was a football team. And that football team had a manager. That manager was very successful. Won a lot of trophies, won a lot of games. Very, very, very tactically aware understood everything about the game, understood how to, the changes to make to counter another team, could study the game consistently, um, very good coach, could, could identify a player with potential, could decide what that player needs to do to improve their game and very good at pacing the players and telling them uh, giving them very specific uh, individual programs to improve them at the best rate and make them suit the team that much better they're this, this manager's decision-making was impeccable. Knew when to get rid of someone, knew when to, who to bring in, when to bring in. Uh, could judge what was happening in the game. Knew when to make a substitution. Knew what to say to get the best out of a player. Um, knew when to put an arm around them. Knew when to give them a bit of a bollocking a bit of a dominant rule setter this manager would set rules you can't do this you can do this this is what is expected of the players that play for this team you can't go out partying you have to be within a certain fitness level you have to train so many days a week um no mobile phones in meetings just very very strict with rules strict rule setter um had a very specific um how would you call it image so big tall six foot five this manager big man trained a lot in the gym was um an ex footballer himself Defensive player, really big, huge shoulders, big beard, tattoos on his forearms, huge forearms, bit of a deep voice, quite intimidating for a lot of people. Um, looked the part, looked the part, quite dominating. Uh, when you come in a room, you just wouldn't want to mess with him. He could plan. He could plan incredibly well. He planned years in advance. He planned everything that was going to be happening in the next week to the greatest, most minute detail. Very, very, very detailed brain and would plan accordingly. Would plan for the game for next week. Would plan for the Christmas break, when the breakup was going to be. Would then plan for players that are retiring in two, three, four years. Who was going to replace them? How they were going to train the next person? This person was an. This manager is an absolute guru of managers. 
absolute guru of managers. The success that he that he created for that team was unbelievable. The most successful they'd ever been. The culture within the club became very, very professional. They won a lot. They won a lot. Now, within that team, there was a player who'd come up for the youth ranks. Quite quiet, quite small. Um, you know, not that big, not that muscular, not that intimidating. Um, been there for quite a few years. Was now started when he was eight years old. Got into the adult team when he was twenty. Now he's twenty-eight. He's a regular starter for that team. Um, plays every game. Turns up for training every day on time. Trains very very hard every training session. When it's raining, he trains. When it's cold, he trains. When he's tired, he trains. When he's got a slight niggle, he trains. If he is injured and he can't go out and do anything on the field, he's in the gym. He's reading a book. He's watching tape. He's doing what he needs to do. He's a very professional trainer. Not only that, he doesn't. He treats his body like the professional machine it is. He doesn't eat the bad foods. Doesn't drink alcohol. He is very, very professional, but also leads by example. So will take time to when they say does uh, we need five players to go and visit the hospital after training today go and visit some of the sick kids he's always always the player to say yep yeah, I'll go I'll do my part when they say right we need some uh, we've got a new psychological guru lady come in to come and speak to the team about um, training and, and how to think more positively during a game we, we need some volunteers he's the first to put his hand up he's like yeah I'll, I'll do that that's fine when they say um, we've got a new ice bath everyone has to get in he's like cool I'll get in he gets in, stays for the time, doesn't complain, does his bit, gets out. He's always first to do something when they are asked to do it. If they are asked not to go out on a certain night for someone's birthday, he will say, that's, you know, that's fine. And then he will make plans to, to not go out and he will... Ensure that if he hears other people saying stuff, he will be saying, you, you can't go out. We've been told not to go out. We won't go out. But initially, he does lead by example. Now, this this player also has um, a lot of integrity. Huge amount of integrity. He's honest. Never lies. You know, if something goes wrong, 
he's the first to say, yeah, that was my fault. That was my fault. Oh, uh, we did the we did the training and um, we're gonna do. Oh, we did we did some fitness training, and uh, they will say, did oh did everyone run to cone D between like after C or did you just go from C to E? And everyone's like, no no no, we just went from that. And he will say, I won, I missed out D. Now, everyone else might have missed out D. He's not going to throw them under the bus. But he will say, I missed out D. Afterwards, he will say to everyone else, you know you all missed D. And you're only cheating yourselves. But he will always hold his hand up and say, I missed D. They will say, um, is there anyone... Is there anyone who wants to admit, or, or anyone that wants to tell us about anything they did that maybe they shouldn't have over Christmas? And everyone will just be like, no, no, we're all fine. And he might say, yes, I did have one small drink. It was one drink, but I did have one small drink. You always come clean. There's no, there's no lies. There's nothing he won't hide. If he does something wrong, he will be the first to say, I, I made a mistake. I slipped up. When it's within the game, if he sees one of his players... He knows one of his players, his own team teammates, has, has cheated. He will say to the player, you do not cheat. And he will say to the referee, nope, that decision is not for us. So he will always, he puts the team first, but integrity is even before that. The integrity is first. So you look after even the other players. You are players and you are there to uh, be, be honest with yourself, be honest with the game, respect the game, respect the fans. So integrity is... A huge thing. Not only that, but every time there is a stressful scenario that's coming up, and they say, right, we've got a uh, big game coming up. We need uh, we need some penalty takers. He will say, yes, I will take a penalty. He might not be the best penalty taker. He knows he's not the best, but he will take one. He will always take one for the team. When they lose a very embarrassing game, he will say. And they will say, we need someone to go and speak to the media. He will say, I will go and speak to the media. It's not a problem. He's quiet. He's not loud. But he will say, yes, we weren't good enough today. He's honest. We need to train harder. Something's not right. Something we need to work on. He will be the one that will go and do that. He will not back down. He will go and do what he needs to do. And he will always stand up and do that first. He will... If... Something... If the whole team has done something wrong, he will take responsibility. Now, this is where this is where he will really stand out because he will take responsibility for the team. But what he won't do is because of his integrity, he will he will be honest and he will say yes. Uh, we've all messed up, but what he will also do is he will hold the team accountable when there is no one else around. So when they're all at the other end of the... Say they said, right, we've lost, bad game. He will hold his hands up and say, yes, we weren't good enough. When they go for a run and they get to the other end of the pitch, he will tell everyone to stop. And he will say to them, well, you all need to look at yourselves because this is us. This is our problem. So he will make sure that Everyone is B 
being accountable to them for themselves. But he won't scream and shout and but he will say to them, You've you're in a situation where you should be. You should be more responsible. But he will be the first to take that hit for everyone else. He will know that if a young player has made a mistake and the young player doesn't want to own up to it, he will own up to it. And he will say, I am the reason this didn't happen. He takes it upon himself. He blames himself. He doesn't stand there and say, I'm the reason we failed, but and I didn't play well. Even if he did play the best player, he was the best player on the pitch and he did play amazingly. The reason he blames himself is he says, I didn't do enough to make the rest of my team play well. He takes that upon himself. He blames himself for the fact that the rest of the team didn't play to the best of their potential. He takes it upon himself that the rest of the team were nervous and didn't believe in themselves. The penalties are at the end of the game. And he says to himself, you know, two of his players miss a penalty and they were nervous. He blames himself afterwards the fact that they were nervous and he could have done something about it. He should have prepared them more for that. And he blames himself. It's not his fault. But he blames himself for not helping them be better. He blames himself for not educating the young player more or supporting that young player more on their journey and them not fulfilling their potential because he has the ability, capability of being able to help these players and he is ultimately, he blames himself, he feels he is responsible for their success their failure for everything because why why not he ca he has to be more accountable not just for himself but for the success of the team that's how he sees it he will never ever ever miss a training session if he can help it he's very very quiet as well as a as a as a player He's, he's not loud, he's not a big dominant force, he's quite small, quite, quite, um, what would be the word, not timid, but just quite small and quite reserved, but they were in a game and three big players started intimidating one of the young players on this player's team and he was over there. And he stood in front of this young player and he said, you want to get to him, you got to go through me. Now, these are three big players. You probably could have messed him up, but it doesn't matter. You want to get to him, you got to go through me. So he's very, very, very protective of the young players. At the end of the game, the, the media are saying, the manager needs to go. You know, there was a mistake made. The first thing that player will do is say to the media, no. This isn't the manager's fault. This is our fault. Now, it might have been the manager's fault, but that's not the point. He's protective of people making these, stirring up the pot, stirring the witch hunt. If he has to go, he has to go. But you do not go causing problems and stirring up bullshit. So he makes sure he doesn't like this sort of thing. He doesn't like this behaviour. He will be the first to stand in front of the rest of the team and say no. 
you fuck off. You leave my team alone. So he might have been at the back to begin with. And he might be quiet. And he's not this big dominant player who's gobby and loud. and The typical alpha. Not covered in tattoos. Doesn't have a nice permatan that he gets on the sunbeds. Doesn't do those things. But when he needs to. He will stand in front of those players. He will stand up to those big players. When they've got their little clicky culture and you've got the four or five big players in the team who start bullying the others, he will be the one who stands in front of those big players and says, you are a team. You do not treat anyone that way. I won't let anyone treat you that way and you won't treat anyone else that way. We are a team. You remember that. That is the sort of player he is. When that player goes and trains does an extra training session. Do you know what happens? The rest of the team want to go and train. When he works hard, the rest of the team want to work hard. He is there. He protects them. He is their shepherd. The manager is the one in charge. But he is the one who they follow. They would follow him through anything and everything. They've all got a huge amount of respect for him. Now here's the thing, the manager is in charge, the manager makes all the decisions, the manager is a tactical genius, the manager is a very good coach of players, the manager sets the rules, the manager plans everything, the manager is what brings the success, he's the one who creates that professional culture. But is the manager a leader in that scenario? No, he is not. He is a manager. All of those things that I've mentioned don't make you a leader. Tactically aware. Great coaching. Decision making. Being huge. Six foot five, big beard, very intimidating, deep voice. Does that make you a leader? No, it does not. No, it does not. Now, all of these things can help and they bring you success. Being successful, does that make you a great leader? Not necessarily. He's great at planning, great with details, absolute genius. Is he a leader? No. Because he doesn't do any of those other things. All he does is focus on the tactical and focus on the rules. And he treats every one of those players like an asset, like a number, like a robot that has to perform that function. Now, that small player, some would argue, he's not even the captain. One of those big players is the captain. But I tell you now, he is the leader. This is where everyone gets it wrong. They would walk into the team, they'd see the manager. They'd assume he's the leader. They would then see that clique of huge players with the captain. They'd assume they're the leaders, but they're not. They're really not. They're the, the the gobby, mouthy lot. But they're not the leaders. They're not the ones that everyone respects and that everyone would follow when times get tough. People wouldn't follow them. They respect their position. But they're not the leaders. The leader is the one who... who is the one who has that integrity, the one who has that bravery. You imagine those four or five big players who are the, the captain and that clique 
and when it comes to uh, they've you know they've, they've played a bad game and they say right the managers made some bad decisions what do you think and he just says well yeah then it's the manager's fault throws the manager under the bus they then say what about the rest of your team and he says well and he sticks up for his click and says yeah yeah me and these boys did really well but the other, the rest of the team need to pick it up the rest of the team aren't going to have any respect for him it gets to penalty shoot shootout and they need players to volunteer and all those big gobby players are like no no I'm, I'm okay miss me out that's not a leader that's not a leader you just back down you just back down you see some big players from the other team bullying a little player on your team and you say to the little player on your team if you can't sort yourself out fuck off you don't belong here you're not being protective Right now, you need to be protective. Yes, you need to toughen them up. But right now, you need to let that other team know that they can't fuck with any of you. But they don't. They do nothing. They laugh about it. Those big players, they don't want to go out in the rain. They don't want to go out in the cold. They don't want to train. They make excuses. For them, everything's about the attention. And the media. They're loud. They're brash. They drink alcohol. They go out and party. They're not that professional. They're very good players. They're very intimidating. They're very big. They go to the gym. They've all got a great tan. They've all got big beards. They've all got loads of tattoos. They've all got deep voices. And they're all that big, dominant, you know, force that most people assume are the leaders they assume most people assume this little group are the leaders of the team but they're not this is the point that i think is why most situations fail in terms of leadership the masses have labeled the manager as the leader and he's not he's the best manager he's an incredibly good manager They've labelled labeled this group of big alphas, and that's the, that's the thing. Alphas. Alphas. They're not... I mean, it's a stupid saying, but alpha. They are that, on paper, alpha male thing. You know, the, the, the big Instagram model, all on steroid sort of units. That is what the majority of people assume a leader is. So now you've got all the followers of the team, all the fans of the team, thinking that the manager is a leader and thinking that the all the rest of those players, those big players, are leaders. But they're not. They're not. That one small player everyone respects. That one small player is the one that everyone will follow. That one small player is the one who will stand up when it's counted for. He is the leader. He is the one that will sort those big players out. He will stand in front of those four or five big players and just say, no, you are going out training because we all go out training. Stop pretending to be injured and get out. Don't talk to the young players like that. Talk to the young player like that, you're going to have to deal with me. Like I said, what, what's this one small player going to do? But that's, that's not the point. 
He's protective. He's got a lot of integrity. He's got composure at the right moments. He's brave. That, to me, is what makes a leader. And that is why I think the majority of people have got it wrong. And that is why I think most leaders fail. Because of the perception of what a leader is. And they're wrong. So that's just a bit of food for thought there. That is something that I really want to look into more. Something that I think a lot of people have wrong. And something that I think really needs a lot more research going into it. So if anyone has any thoughts on that. Anything they want to share. Let me know. Because I think this whole model that I've just described is where a lot of followers, if they understood this model, they wouldn't necessarily pick the wrong leaders repeatedly. This is where I think the followers need more education. And then after that, better leaders will be picked. I think there are a lot of good leaders out there. I just don't think they're ever given the opportunity. And this is why. So yeah. Just a bit of food for thought, like I said. Hope you enjoyed it. And... I'll see you again soon.